Awesome. All right, uh, one by one, I'm going to systematically over the next uh, few Sundays introduce you to some people that you need to know, uh, people who are points of reference uh, within our body besides myself. Um, I'm not the only person you need to know. And so uh, this, uh, this couple right here, Jackie and Jody Middleton, uh, being the first, uh, Jackie uh, oversees what is called Mama Bear Care. Um, and she, yeah. Uh, she does great with that, heads that up very well. What Mama Bear Care is, for those of you that don't know, uh, all of our single moms, widows, uh, any of our women who are just in a situation where there isn't uh, a, a man, father, uh, figure in the house, uh, we take care of them. Uh, biblically, the Bible talks about the widows um, and how the ch- it was the church's responsibility to take care of the widows. And so Mama Bear Care... Does that, I would say that single moms are today what in the Bible days, uh, you know, were the widows. And so that is something we take very seriously. And so Jackie heads that up. What that involves is that she reaches out to them every couple of weeks just to make sure uh, with all the single moms and such, are you guys good? You need anything? Um, If they do need anything, a car fix, a repair made, something in the house or whatever, um, if they're short in any way, need anything, we just take care of it. Um, and so, but Jackie heads that up. She's the one who, who makes those phone calls and is responsible for making sure that uh, our single moms and such get, get, get well taken care of. And so um, if you are a single mom or such or, or a widow or any of the such, not a man in the house, we please do sign up for that uh, in the back. On the, on the table back there. And it's nothing big, but Jackie will be giving you a call uh, every couple of weeks just to make sure you're good. If nothing's good, then awesome. Praise God. But if there is something that needs to be taken care of, we are family and we're going to take care of our family. Um, so uh, that's Jackie. Then there is Jody, who also assists Jackie with Mama Bear Care. Uh, also, uh, Jody is... Uh, heading a ministry that we're starting up is called our outreach uh, ministry. And what the outreach ministry will do is, uh, I'm sorry, one more thing. With with Jackie and the Mama Bicky, I, I, I didn't mention this, um, that what we do is we utilize the men in our body who have gifts as far as plumbing or electricians or or what have you. And, and those men in our church volunteer their services uh, as far as taking care uh, of, of the single moms and such. And so if you have a, an ability of the such, whether it's you're a handyman, you're, you're good with fixing stuff, or, or whatever, um, there's a place to sign up in the back, also on the table, where if there's a need, uh, what Jackie will do ultimately what Jackie will do ultimately is when the need does arise, she will look at our volunteer list and, and give you a call and let you know. And so um, please do sign up for that if you would like to volunteer your, your time in that way. Um, again, back to Jody. Um, he heads up the outreach ministry. And what the outreach ministry will do is once or twice a month, um, they will 
talked about uh, at least once a month. Go into the community and uh, they're telling me I need to turn my mic off. So I got to hold it. I got to hold it for all service. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. I hate holding this. All right. Um, so what they will do is they'll go out into the community and participate in acts that will, number one, serve the community because that's important to us, but also let people know that we're here. Uh, let people know that we're here. That's important, too. Uh, we talked the other day about being identifiable as, as God's people, being identifiable within the community. It, it is important, you and your job or in your community, that people know that you love the Lord. People need to know who to come to in times of trouble. And so we need to let people know that we're here. And so we're going to, the outreach is going to participate in things that will, number one, serve the community. Number two, let people know that we're here. Um, as such, one, one such activity would be going to the food bank. We talked about that. Just going to the food bank and helping them serve down there. And so if you want to or are interested in uh, being a part of the outreach ministry, it will only be once, maybe twice a month. Um, we ask that you see Jody and talk to Jody about that. There's also a sign-up sheet in the back in regards to that also, um, if you'd like to volunteer your your services in that way. So, uh, thank you guys. Uh, this is such a beautiful couple. Give, give them a hand. Uh, the last thing, we're, today we're talking about, uh, we're continuing. Uh, for those of you who first time you're here, uh, this is Radius Church White Known. Um, I'm, I'm so proud to be here, to be a part of this family, as we call it. Uh, my name is Derek, uh, for those of you that don't know. And we're continuing on a series that we have been on for the last, I want to say, five Sundays. This will be the sixth, called The Attributes of God. Uh, the attributes of God. Um, last Sunday, we talked about the fact that God was eternal and what that means to us. Um, if you haven't uh, listened to that, it was a blessing for me. Um, and I, I know from talking to people, a blessing to a good many people. And so we, we just thank God for that. God's responsible for that. Um, we're always grateful when God when God speaks to us. Um, uh, it's definitely not about me. And so, uh, but this Sunday today we will be talking about the fact that God is omniscient. That God is omniscient. He is all knowing. That God knows everything. Everything um, has a huge effect on your life, and we're going to talk about that today. We're going to pray in a little bit before we start. Um, but that's what, we'll, that's what we'll be talking about today. We'll talk about the fact that God is omniscient and what that means in regards to the trouble that you face. What that means to the fact that he has a plan for your life, number two. And what that means in regards to prayer. So we're going to talk about the fact that God is omniscient in regards to the trouble that you face. The path for your life. 
and uh, in, in prayer. Okay? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for all of your many blessings. I thank you for uh, being so good to us. Uh, God, we humble ourselves before you. Uh, God, please forgive us of our sins. Wash us, God, with your forgiveness. We ask that you be with us today. Fill this place, God, with your with your presence. Dominate this time, uh, Father. Dominate this time, God. We've all gathered in this place to hear from you. Uh, our expect, expectation is to and from you. Uh, we've all come here uh, because we need from you. Uh, as, as when you were teaching the disciples and you taught them to pray and the Lord's Prayer, you said, give us this day our daily bread, that that would be part of our prayer. And God, today we say to you, God, give us this day our daily bread. We need to hear from you today. We need to be fed by you today. Uh, God, you said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word uh, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Uh, good Father, feed us this day. Lord, thank you, God. Feed us. Uh, we thank you. Uh, again, our expectation is to you. Forgive us of our sins. Remove anything in our hearts and minds that would prevent us from hearing from you. Uh, it's been a crazy week. Uh, regardless of what has happened this week, whether it be me or in, or in the lives of your people, God, we ask that you remove any distractions, anything that would hinder us from hearing from you to the fullest. We ask that you remove those things from our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Speak to your people today, God. Uh, use your humble servant for your glory. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to talk about the fact that God is, again, omniscient, all-knowing. Uh, this, this was impressed on me on uh, Monday night. Uh, Monday night, uh, we had been going back and forth between the, the communicable traits of God, which are the traits about God that we can aspire to, uh, that they are communicable, that they can be commune, be passed on from God to us. And the non-communicable traits... Uh, the things that we can only worship God in regards to and admire God in regards to. Uh, we would say that the fact that God is eternal is a non-communicable trait. Um, but the fact that God is omniscient, unknowing, also non-communicable. I wanted to do a communicable trait, but on Monday night he, he impressed on me that this is what he wanted. And so this is what we're talking about. Um, is that, is, I was... This was impressed on me on Monday night. Um, and to give you a little backdrop, uh, this is something we haven't really talked about, but, uh, we, and, but we did talk about it this morning before our prayer time. Uh, I guess it was about a couple months ago, uh, Tessa came to me, and um, she said, put your hand, you know, right here on my, on my throat. Um, I said, I don't know what kind of freaky games you're into, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that right now. Um, I'm going to put your hands in your throat. Um, she said, no, seriously, put, you, put your hand right here. I shouldn't be making light of this, but I, but I needed to laugh. I really did. Um, and so she said, put your hand right here. And I did. And so 
we felt, you know, a little, a little lump there. And so that, uh, just to be on the side of caution, went to the hospital and, uh, over a series of appointments that took about a month, test after test after test, uh, it finally came about that there was a benign tumor, uh, right here, uh, but it was benign. So that's great. Thank God for that. And so, uh, they wanted to make sure it was benign, so they ran another test. And so in the process of, I think it was an ultrasound or whatever the tests were, huh? a biopsy, um, they found out, the guy, uh, the doctor said, well, well, this is benign, and we know that. The one that she was feeling was benign, and we, we absolutely know that. But he said that there's another one right here on the back of the right side of the thyroid. And we don't know if it's benign or not. Um, he said it's a 99.9% chance that there's nothing to it, that it's nothing at all. He said, you don't even have to do the surgery, but we do recommend it because she's young and you don't want to take a chance. So it was like, okay, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and do the surgery and, you know, pay $50,000. Um, so we, it wasn't 50, but it was close. So we, uh. Did the surgery, and, and it, it, was, it was on Monday uh, afternoon. Um, for those of you that didn't know, we didn't want to make a big deal out of it. You know, for those of you that didn't know, thank you so much for praying. We, we really appreciate it. Um, it took, I want to say, almost three times as long as what the doctor said it was going to. And so he asked to meet me in uh, the consultation room, and I'm already worried. like, why, why in the world does he want to talk to me? I can't help with the surgery. Um, he said, remember the 99.9 we talked about? Um, he said, well, it's, she's not in that 99.9. Uh, the surgery was actually very necessary because she's in the 0.1. Uh, what we found is uh, it was cancer. Um, he said, the size of an M&M right here on the, on the right side of her thyroid. And um, it was... Uh, but the doctor, in the same breath, because when he said that, my head just dropped. Um, in the same breath, he said, but it was God. It was God. Um, I said, why would you say that? Um, he said, because the only reason she's here is because of the tumor that she felt. If it were not for the one that she felt, we never would have been able to remove the one that she wouldn't have felt until it was too late. And so, in that moment, sitting there, give God a hand over that. Um, and in that moment, it was just impressed on me. God, you knew. You, you, you knew. We didn't know. Um, Nobody knew. The, the doctors didn't know. They ran test after test after test, and they had no clue. But you, you alone, you knew. Um, and, and for me, even in that moment, it was, it was a praise. It was a point of praise because he knew. Um, not only did he, did he know that for the past couple of months or whatever that she had cancer, but he knew what it would take for us to go in. He knew that if, if she felt this, 
then we're looking at something way more serious if, if that amount of time would have gone past. And so I'm sitting in here in this consultation room thanking the Lord for a benign tumor. Um, that God in his infinite wisdom, uh, in his all-knowingness, um, use a tumor for his glory and use the tumor to, to save my wife. Um, only God. Only God. And um, and I, I knew then in that moment that we would talk today about the fact that God is all-knowing. That he is all-knowing. It, it, it has affected my life in the last... It has affected my whole life, but um, here specifically, uh, very much so in these last these last couple of months. And so, again, we're going to talk about the fact that God is all knowing. Uh, let's look at First John three twenty. First John three twenty, and it reads as thus: If our hearts condemn us. We know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. I'm going to read one more time. If our hearts condemn us, thank you, Jesus, and we know that God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything, everything. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the fact that God knows everything. That he knows everything. That's a thought that is so hard to fathom. Uh, uh, something so hard to, to, to wrap my mind around. That the God that I serve knows everything. There is nothing that he doesn't know. There is nothing outside of his wisdom. He is the sum of every book that has ever been written. Every encyclopedia. Every dictionary. All are the, the spillage of what comes has come out of his mind, the mind of God. The Bible says in another place, it says, who has known the mind of God and who can be his teacher? That God, that God is enabled of learning. He cannot learn because for him to learn means that there's a dark place as, in regards to what he doesn't know. And there is, because there is nothing that he doesn't know, our God can't learn. The Bible lets us know that because he can't learn, he cannot be taught. He cannot be taught. Uh, and that, for me, is a point of, of worship. I thank God for that. We would rejoice over a president who knows a lot of stuff. I'm not saying whether we have one or not. That's, that's, that's irrelevant. But to have a good president, I mean, seriously, we would, we would say a good president knows a lot of stuff. Thank God for a good president who knows a lot of stuff. Well, we worship a God and serve a God who knows everything. How easy should it be for me to put my life in his hands? How easy should it be for me to trust him? He knows everything. The Bible says in Luke 12 and 7, one of my favorite scriptures, Jesus is talking and he says to them, he said, don't worry. And he's telling them why they shouldn't worry about, about stuff in life. 
And he said, the very hairs on your head are numbered. The very hairs on your head are numbered. I want to look at that for a second. It doesn't just mean that he knows how many hairs are on your head. It doesn't just mean that he knows that on your head, per se, is 3,052 hairs. But if one falls out, the fact that the hairs are numbered mean that if one falls out, it means that that's number 2,024 right there. God knows that the very hairs on your hair are numbered. God knows everything. And that should be a, a reason to worship him. That should make him, that should draw us into worship. The Bible says when Philip was, uh, Philip was gathering some guys and he was telling some people, uh, uh, you know, some of these guys that would be disciples and would follow Jesus. Uh, Philip goes to Nathaniel and he tells Nathaniel, I've met the guy who is the son of God. I've met him. He is the son of God. And so Nathaniel, uh, being the person he was, he basically says, who is this guy? I'll go meet him though. And so Nathaniel comes to meet him. And uh, Jesus says something to him. And this, and this is in John 1. Jesus says something to him. And Nathaniel's reply is, how do, you, how do you know me? What do you know about me? That's what he says. How do you know about me in John 1? And Jesus said to him, before Philip found you, I saw you under the fig tree. He said, before Philip found you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathaniel immediately says, you're the son of God and the king of Israel, Rabbi. (laughs) Jesus knew that if I just let him know, if I let him know what I know, if I give him a little smidge of what I know, that'll be enough to let him know that I'm God. And so it is very relevant that we talk about the fact that God is all-knowing. It is something that God wants to let you know. He wants you to know, just like he did with, uh, with Nathaniel in that moment. He let him know, look, look, God, you're not, you're not dealing with some regular guy. I know everything. And in this moment, and, and, and for, for Nathaniel to realize that, instantly he went from a place of doubt to a place of, all right, you're the, you're the, you're the master, you're the son of God, I realize that. And it would help you in your relationship with God to realize that he knows everything. It would help your prayer life to realize that he knows everything. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. It would help you as you go through trouble to realize that he knows everything, as it as did for me this week. It would help you in realizing in regards to the plan of God for your life to realize that he knows everything. The first thing we want to think about or look at uh, is that of these three uh, is what that mean in re- what that means in regards to the trouble that you face. Let's look at Job twenty three and ten. We're going to look at a scripture for every point. Job twenty three and ten says, "But he knows the way that I take." Leave it up for a second. Job said, "He knows the way that I take. When and when he has tested me." I will come forth as gold. I will come forth as gold. And so Job is admitting God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. 
I can trust him as I go through trouble. I can trust this doctor. It is, it is as knowing uh, the Bible lets us know in, in, uh, in one place in Psalms, David calls him the chief musician. In another place, it calls God uh, the, 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 the physician. God is known as the physician. And in knowing that he is the physician, even in trouble, it is comforting to me to know that he knows everything. Our, do- our, our doctor at the, at the hospital was Dr. Norton. Dr. Norton, I, I can't remember his first name, um, but Dr. Norton, you go into his office, and I've seen this with every doctor's office. It is the reason why in their office, in every doctor's office that I've seen, that they have the degrees on the wall. They want you to know that they know. There are certain, there's certain questions that are avoided when you just know that they know what they're talking about. And so they walk in, they, they, they walk in, you know, with their, their, their little lab coat on or whatever. And, and again, they don't have to say, well, I, I did this or I know this or I know that. They just have the degrees on the wall. It's so cocky, isn't it? <laughs> but they want you to know that they know. And as we were sitting there in the waiting room, I looked at the degrees that were on the wall. And it gave me comfort to know that he graduated. <laughs> it gave me comfort. I was like, okay. He, he, yeah, he went to school for this. He learned some stuff. He graduated. He knows what he's doing. And in the same way, it should give you comfort that an even better doctor knows everything. His degrees may not be on your wall, but if you've ever been sick, if you've ever dealt with any health problems, it will help you to know that the good doctor knows everything. Job said, he knows the way that I take, and when he has tested me, I will come forth as pure gold. Job is saying, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I do know that it's going to work out. And if you are going through right now, if you're in, in trouble of any kind going through, or if, whether you have or you are right now, it is beneficial to you that God knows everything. He knows everything. When we were in the hospital that night, the monitor uh, was, was on the, they had the monitor in the room, and it's showing, I think the monitor had her blood pressure up in, it had some squiggly lines and some other stuff that I didn't know. But they were just, they were monitoring her, and they weren't even in the room. They weren't even in the room at the time. But even looking at the monitor, they could see so many things that were going on with her. And just the very fact that they knew gave me peace. The very fact that in that moment, right then, at that time, at that moment, they, they knew what her blood pressure was. It gave me peace just that they knew. And I want you to know, as you go through whatever it is that you go through, that much in the same way, God knows where you are. Job said he knows the way that I take. He is not unaware of where I am and what I'm dealing with. He knows how hard it is. He knows, uh, the Bible says, when, it, when Israel prayed to God, God told Moses to tell Israel when they were in bondage, he said, tell them I heard the first cry. 
tell them I heard the first cry. Because if they know that I heard the first cry, they'll know that I've heard everyone since. God knows. For those of you that are going through or have gone through, God knows. He knows what you're going through. He knows how you feel. He knows how much you can take. He knows what your tolerance is. He knows how many more happenings it takes before you go crazy. He knows how far you are from slapping somebody (laughs) on your job. He knows in that moment when I looked at the the monitor and I saw that her, her blood pressure was, I think it was like 110 over 60 something. It was really good. But even looking at that in the same way, God knows. He knows that your joy, even right now as you go through stuff, I want you to know that God's monitoring you. God's monitoring you. He knows uh, that, that your joy over your strength is, is, is 98 over 76. He knows that. He's keeping tabs on that. He knows that your peace over your sanity is 130 over 42. He is in perfect, he is in perfect knowledge of what you are going through, where you are, how much you can take, and what you are experiencing at this moment. He knows. He knows. And, and, and in regards to trouble, I, I, I want you to know, like, like Job said, I will come forth as pure gold. God knows what he's doing. And as you go through things, I want you to know, and, and it was reminded to me this week by so many people that were praying for, for us. So many people let me know, and it was a good word. It was a good reminder. The people, and thank you for the ones that did it. Chuck, you came to the hospital. You did it. So many people did. Let me know, hey, God knows what he's doing. Derek, it's going to be okay. He knows what he's doing. That gave me peace to know that, that he knew he knows what he's doing. And it may not seem like it in the moment. It may not seem like it. It's easy to say it when you're not in it. But I couldn't disrespect Chuck because I know that I know he knows. I know he knows. And so I had to take that as gospel truth. Yeah, God knows what he's doing. And that gave me peace in that moment. I was I was talking to God uh, yesterday. I went over to Radius Lexington to pray and to talk to him. And I said, God, in regards to trouble, what's your mindset towards it? And, I, and, and you know, God's speaking to me in that moment. And I want you to know if you talk to God, you listen to God. God doesn't just speak scriptures. He doesn't just speak scriptures. He'll never disagree with his word, though. And so that's why you need to know his word so you can check it. Because the devil will try to whisper some stuff to you, too. But God doesn't just speak scriptures. And so in that moment, I was sitting there all alone by myself. Uh, He said, I don't really look at it in trouble. I don't really look at it as bad. It's not really a bad thing. He told me that this was ridiculous to me. He said, and I wrote it down, that as I prep your life, as uh, as I mold and shape your life individually, he said, for me, it's like baking cookies. I said, God, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay? I hadn't been in the kitchen in so long. Uh, I had no idea what you're talking about. He said, it's like baking cookies. I said, God, why is that? He said, because 
adding a pinch of salt makes it sweeter in the end. And I was like, wait a minute, salt doesn't even go in, 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 in cookies, do they? <laughs> and, and I Googled it. I Googled it. And sure enough, whether you're making brownies or you're making cookies or any of these sweet things that you're making in the oven, any baking, sweet baking of any kind, you add a pinch of salt and it makes it sweeter. A pinch of salt. This may be, you may have already known this. Well, I'm talking to the fellas. The ladies already knew this. <laughs> Guys, a pinch of salt makes it sweeter. And sure enough, I, I, I Googled and did a little bit of research and it talked about how in regards to our taste buds, our taste buds are molded a certain way. And sure enough, to add a pinch of salt makes it sweeter than if it was just all sugar. That salt makes it sweeter. That a negative can be a positive. That a bad thing can be good for you. I was like, God, you're blowing my mind. And so even in regards to the trouble that you've gone through or you may be going through right now, God let me know yesterday and he wants you to know today that a pinch of salt is going to make it sweeter. That the bad that you go through will make it sweeter in the end. Now, this may be foreign to you, but this is true. And I know this is, I didn't, it was foreign to me yesterday. It is truth to me today that a pinch of salt can make it sweeter in the end. That bad that you go through can make your life sweeter in the end. That a bad husband can make a good husband real sweet. That experience in having a bad husband and then you have a good husband, it makes it real sweet. That having a bad job and then you have a good job, it'll make that good job real sweet. Sweeter than if every job was good. Sweeter than if every husband was good. Sweeter than if every opportunity was good. And even as I look, even in my life and, and, and where God's brought me from, the only reason it's really sweet is because of the salty that's been in my life. The only reason it's really sweet now is because I know what it is to open my cupboard and there'd just be a half a pack of cookies. And that was all I had to my name. And, and as you go through things, it may not seem, it may seem like craziness. Why God would, as he preps your life and prepares your life and he's making it sweet, I know he is. But as he does that, that he would sprinkle some salt in there. I, may, it may, I know it may seem crazy to you as you're going through right now, but as God, but you ought to really thank God for the salt. Thank God for the salt. Now I thank God for the salt. Now I can thank God for the cancer. Now I can thank God for all the things that I've gone through. No wonder David said it was good that I, that I had been afflicted. Because if I had not been afflicted, I would have never known the power of God. The things that you go through, the salty that you go through. How good, how much would you be able to appreciate life if it was just all sweet? It wouldn't be very sweet. 
if every girlfriend was a good one, it wouldn't be when God does bless you. It wouldn't be very, very sweet. I know that may seem like a contradiction, but if it's sweet all the time, if it's sweet all the time, it ain't that sweet. If every job was good, a good job ain't, ain't that sweet. If every man was good, a, a, a good man ain't, it ain't that, that sweet. And God is really looking for you. He's really looking out for you. And I know that you were sad when you saw him sprinkle some salt in your life. But you need to go back to the chief baker and say, God, I thank you. I thank you for the salt that you sprinkled in my life. I thank you for the bad I went through. I thank you for the hard times because you knew what you were doing. You knew that it was going to be sweet in the end, even though it wasn't sweet at the moment. And God, God knows what he's doing. The next thing I want to let you know is that he has a plan for your life. This all-knowing God has a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, for I know the, the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in a future. He said, I know, I know the plans that I have for you. You don't know. But that's all right. You don't have to know. I know, I know the plans that I have for you. And it is important that we know that God has a plan for your life. It is not your job to figure out a plan. It is your job to get in line with him and to talk to him and see what plan he has. When the Bible lets us know that, when David says in the 23rd Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd, in saying that, he is freeing you from all responsibility of having to figure it out. I don't have to have it figured out. I don't have to know what to do. I don't have to know how we're going to get through this. I don't have to know what the plan is. I don't have to know. He knows. He doesn't say, you know the plans that I have for you. I know, though. I know. And don't worry about it. I know. And in regards to your life, God has a plan, a plan for you. The last thing we want to talk about is in regards to prayer. Romans 8, 26 and 27. It says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through, groan, uh, through, through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in according to the will of God. Leave that up for a few because I'm going to go back to that. He's letting us know in regards to prayer, we don't even know what to pray for. We don't even know what to pray for. Even a week ago in praying about, I didn't even know what to pray for because I didn't know everything that was going on. And it lets us know that the Spirit himself intercedes for us in wordless groans. It means that every time you pray, the Spirit has to intercede for you 
and talk to God for you when you pray. It looks a little something like this. When you pray, you say, uh, God, bless me with that job. Bless me with that job. And the Holy Spirit will, and you can't even hear it because it says in groanings that cannot be heard. So you can't even hear the Holy Spirit doing this, but the Holy Spirit does this. You say, God, bless me with that job, please. And the Holy Spirit says, objection, Your Honor. Uh, on what grounds, Holy Spirit? She doesn't know what she's talking about. God, bless me with that husband, that man right there. I want him. I want him to be my husband. God, bless me with that husband. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Objection. Uh, Holy Spirit, on what grounds? He's a murderer. Every time you pray, you pray to God, God, uh, I just, I just, I feel like we're supposed to go to Dallas. We, we, me and Tessa prayed this, uh, that we, we, we had first, we had just got married. It was, uh, we hadn't been married. No, we, we were about to get married. This is the, the fall before we got married. We were praying about it. And I said to God, God bless us because we visited Dallas. We got some friends there. We visited there for two weeks. We were in Dallas. I, I, I don't like the Cowboys, but I love Dallas. So it was it's a great city. We had so much fun, so much to do. Um, our friends lived on the outskirts. And when we, but before we even left, after two weeks of being there, before we even left, I prayed to God, God bless us to be able to move to Dallas. I just, I just feel like I was so excited. I just, I said, God, I just feel like my wife and I, I just feel like we're supposed to be in Dallas. We've had such a good time these last couple of weeks. Bless us to be able to move to, to Dallas. And you know what the Holy Spirit did? Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> On what grounds, Holy Spirit? He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Every time we pray, the Holy Spirit has to do this. Every time you pray, the Holy Spirit has to intercede. Every time you pray that the Holy Spirit has to say to God, God, she didn't really mean that. He doesn't really know. Just like when Jesus was on the cross, he prayed. He said, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't know that I am the king of all universe. And the Bible says, had they known, they would not have crucified him. And in regards to your life, God knows that you don't have a clue. He knows that you don't know, and it's okay. He said, you don't, you don't know, and it's fine. I know the plans that I have for you. I know what I'm doing, and that should be uh, uh, enough for you. That should fill you to know that God knows. The last thing I want to let you know in regards to prayer, the fact that God knows everything. We're going to look at this and be done. The fact that God knows everything should fill the way we pray. Okay? The fact that he knows everything should fill the way we pray. Raise your hand if your prayer is anything like this. Uh, God, I thank you for all of your many blessings. I thank you for being so good to me and my family. Um, I thank you for how good you are to us. 
Um, I'm not done yet. I, I, I appreciate you. I'm not, I'm not even close. <laughs> Miscommunication. They probably thought that because we had announcements that I was going to cut myself short. Uh-uh. No, we're going through this. But don't, don't leave, though. Make sure I didn't leave. Um, but no, we're going to wrap it up real quick. It should feel the way we pray, okay? I'm going to start over. I was interrupted. Uh, I want you to raise your hand if your prayer goes anything like this. God, I thank you, Father, for your many blessings. I thank you, God, for being so good to us. Thank you, God, that you, uh, you've blessed uh, my, our, my family. Uh, you know, my, my daughter was sick last week, and you healed her. God, I thank you for that. I was looking for a job, and you gave me a job. God, I thank you for that. Thank you for all that you do, God. You are the greatest, good Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Raise your hand if your prayer is anything in that fashion along those lines. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Now, don't, don't be ashamed. Raise, the, raise them high if your prayer is anything like that. Okay, that's 70% of the room for those of you that didn't look around. Okay, here's the problem with praying in that way. He hadn't said anything. The only problem with praying like that is that he hadn't said anything. If you call, if I were to call your house, Rodney, if I were to call your house and the conversation went like this, uh, you answer the phone as soon as you answer the phone. Hey, Rodney, how you doing? It's, it's good to talk to you. I hadn't seen you and uh, I hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks. It's really good to hear your voice. Thank you for what you did for me on last week. I appreciate you being a blessing to me and Tessa and, and everything that you've done for us. Rodney, you're such a good friend. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> how, how many times could I get away with that before Rodney stops answering the phone? I would guess two probably. I mean, if he's anything like me, I would guess about two. How is it that God continues to answer the phone every time? But, our, but that is how we pray to him. How crazy is it that we talk when we pray that our prayers are not dialogues? He's the one who knows everything, but we end up talking more. You ever had a conversation with somebody who knew more than you, but you talked more than they did? If you pray <laughs> and you raise your hand a little while ago, you do it every day, apparently. I used to do the same thing. I'm not, I'm not making funny. I used to do the same thing. I, I remember I prayed and then I prayed and walked away and I heard God say it was about five minutes later. Um, were you going to let me say anything? And so, just so you know, even when I pray now, if I spend 20 minutes praying, I spend five minutes talking. That the first five minutes are me just expressing to God how I feel and my appreciation for him. But then after that, I let the majority of the conversation be on the one who knows more than I do. And so, spend time listening. He actually knows more than you do. Okay? And so, in your prayer time... I don't know how much time you spend praying. You spend 10 minutes praying, spend two minutes talking. And then listen. Listen. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Turn the radio off. Turn the TV off and listen. He will talk to you. 
The only reason that I have a message is because I did this yesterday. And when I listened, he said some stuff and I wrote him down. I don't know very much, but he does. And so as you pray, this will help you in your life. I promise you, if you get this down, stop hanging up on God. Stop hanging up the phone on him. Talk to him. Give him a cup and give him a few minutes more than you did. And listen, he will guide you. He will tell you who to marry. He will tell you where to move. Thank God we didn't move to Dallas because I wouldn't be standing on this stage. He knows more than you do. It all happened not because I'm so smart, but because I listen to him. If you don't remember anything else, this trumps all of it for me. Make time for God and, and, and listen. He knows everything. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for all of your many blessings. Thank you for being so good to your people. Uh, thank you for speaking to us today. Um, you know everything, and we love you for that. We worship you for that reason. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. This audio is provided as a free ministry of Radius Church. If you would like to reproduce this audio, please feel free to do so. We ask that you do not charge for any reproductions that you make. If you would like to know more about Radius, please visit us online at radiuschurch.org or download our app from your app store.